Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome in everybody to another episode of the Future Brew podcast. Talking Michigan football recruiting every week here on amazingbrew.com. I'm Vaughn Lozon and with me today is my esteemed co-host and recruiting writer for amazingbrew.com. Seth Barry. Seth, how's your week been, man? It's been pretty good. Yeah, just um, you know, excited to to talk about all the visitors that were that were you know at the in Ann Arbor for the barbecue at the big house, and you know there's a whole whole slate of visitors, and you know we got got some news with a with a commitment that I know we're going to get into with that as well. So just uh, yeah, it's been it's been all good over here, and just excited to to get going talking about uh, Michigan football recruiting for another week here. Yeah, yeah, you, you're you're eager to talk about it. I'm eager to talk about it. So let's get right into it and talk about that commitment that you alluded to. Um, you know, we, we usually start on these commitment notes when they happen. So we're going to keep that train rolling with the latest commitment for the Michigan Wolverines. And this is a pretty big one in, in my mind. Michigan landed the commitment of 2023 four-star offensive lineman Evan Link on Monday morning. The Wolverines beat out Penn State and Stanford for his verbal commitment. He stands six foot six, weighs in at 290 pounds. He plays left tackle at Gonzaga High School in Washington, D.C. He's ranked the number 294 overall prospect and the number 27 offensive tackle on the composite on 24-7 sports in the 23 class. Michigan now, with the addition of Evan Link, Michigan now has two offensive linemen committed in this class with Link and fellow four-star Amir Herring, who more projects to the inside. Link is more of 
a left tackle or a right tackle. Michigan is now up to 27th overall in the nation as far as their class rank goes, just one spot ahead of those Michigan State Spartans, which probably rubbed some MSU recruiting fans the wrong way after that one. Uh, Seth, I just want to get to your reaction to this commitment, and uh, I'll, I'll dive into it on my thoughts a little bit after you, but what were your initial thoughts uh, about this commitment? Because it kind of came a little out of left field. I didn't really see this one coming um, at all, considering that uh, he was like a, a secret visitor at the barbecue at the big house this past weekend. So he finally got to see Ann Arbor. Uh, it, this kind of all became public information Monday morning. So I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts about how this all kind of played out for Michigan. Uh, yeah, you're right. It kind of, you know, things kind of developed quickly, um, you know, with Link over the weekend. It's, you know, when you're kind of hearing the news on, on Monday morning, um, you know, you kind of got a list of guys in your head that, you know, you know, there's, they sometimes get, you know, one or two, you know, the day after um, this event happens, but with Link kind of being off the, off the radar there, it was a surprise to to hear the news on, on Monday morning. Um you know, that he was, that he was committing. So, but anytime you're able to beat out, you know, especially Penn state, a, a team that's a program that's had, you know, some early momentum uh, in, in the recruiting cycle, the second class, best class in the big 10 to date right now, according to the composite rankings. Um, you know, I think that's a good day for Michigan. It's a good win on the recruiting trail uh, from that standpoint, as far as links, uh, I, I kind of want to get into his game a little bit and you can, you know, we can expand on that. Um, you know, as we, as we go through, but just his, I like his, when I was just watching his film, uh, just his ability, he's, he's so versatile. He can get out and, and what I notice about him is, is being able to, you know, just do a different variety of blocks in terms of like in the screen game where he can get out and kind of get into space and, and use his athleticism and kind of his, uh, you know, quickness to, to be able to, you know, block linebackers and block even smaller guys in, in open space and get a body on them. And, and usually when he gets outside the numbers, he does, you know, he does get a body on someone. He weighs 290. So he's, you know, he's a slimmer um, tackle right now. You know, he has good footwork. He, he stands his ground pretty well against the, against the pass rush and, um, you know, can get to the second level in his blocks. You know, he can, he can pull, he can go to the opposite side of the line and, and lead with his blocking there too. So he's, he's got a, a lot to his game, um, you know, that I feel that Michigan can, can take advantage of and, and Tyrone and Moore and the coaching staff did a, obviously did a good job in securing his, uh, his commitment. Yeah, there's no question about that. Very versatile player. You kind of listed all of the traits that he possesses. He he could kind of, I, I think he could flex to an interior lineman, but I kind of like Trevor Keegan. He was a, a tackle in high school and has a very similar frame and build um, to Link from high school, his high school days. But I, I think he's probably bound for one of the tackle positions. Uh, I, if I were to guess, probably right tackle. But I, I think you kind of have a little bit of a versatile player in Evan Link to where he could play either side. He obviously holds his ground very well at the left side uh, in high school at Gonzaga High School. So uh, he could certainly do it uh, at the next level, in my opinion. Now, it, it's been widely documented that Sharon Moore and the Wolverines have missed out on several offensive line prospects in this 23 class. So when you put that into perspective with this commitment, 
uh, on Monday morning. This is a really good get. And I, like I said, Link plays left tackle in high school right now, certainly has the measurables to do it in college. Really something that they needed in this class was a pure tackle, whether it be on the left or right side. So at the end of the day, Seth, I, I think this is a really big win on the recruiting trail for Michigan and one that they really needed. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's something we touched on last week, um, you know, with the offensive line. And and uh, I know Amir Herring, you know, who was the first commit along along the front in the, you know, in the 2023 class, he's been, he's been doing some recruiting, you know, himself uh, with, you know, reaching out to different guys, not necessarily on the offensive line, but, you know, just trying to get other, other commits in here. And, and yeah, I, I think just from that standpoint, it's, it's a big get, uh, obviously something that uh, a position they needed to address um, in the class. And, you know, as this goes on, we were, we were kind of wait, waiting to see, you know, as some of those targets went off the board, um, you know, as time went on, you're kind of wondering where Michigan would stand on, on some of the other, you know, on some of their other targets and, and if they could land a guy like, like Link, um, you know, I, we, we talked about Lincoln in the past. Uh, obviously we didn't, we didn't necessarily know he was going to be at, at the barbecue this weekend. So, you know, like I said, he was, we just kind of talked about, he was a little bit off the radar, but all in all, just a, I think a, a big commit for, you know, Sharon Moore and, and the Wolverines along that, that offensive line. And, um, you know, obviously that, that's, you know, we talked about it, talked about a lot that that's a, that's a strength of the team last year, you know, it'll be a strength again this year. And um, you figure, you know, as they keep rolling through these these offensive linemen and, and the recruits that are turning out, that that's going to be a position that they should be able to recruit not only well now, but into the future in 2024, 25, and, and so on. Yeah, you would think so, especially given that they won the Joe Moore Award for the nation's best offensive line a season ago. Really started off on a very slow note for Sharon Moore recruiting offensive linemen in this 23 class, but Getting Amir Herring was big, and sealing the deal with Evan Link this weekend uh, was even bigger in my mind. So it, things are finally starting to roll a little bit. Uh, hopefully turn this snowball into a, a, a much bigger snowball down the line, because they're still going to need a few more offensive linemen in this class. They've got two solid ones now, two solid four stars, but in my opinion, they probably need one more tackle, one more interior offensive linemen to round out the class. I think they could get away with taking just three, um, uh, given that they were able to get uh, Andrew Gentry, um, uh, I guess, this offseason. Uh, they, they got him to, uh, 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 I guess, technically transfer, even though he never played at Virginia because he was on his mission trip. Um, but you got him in the fold, which was huge. He'll be a tackle at Michigan. So, um, this certainly is certainly a, a huge pickup on the recruiting trail. So they could uh, maybe get away with taking three, but I think they still want four at the end of the day. Um, but nonetheless, uh, they're one step closer to getting to what they want, uh, probably around that four number, if I had to guess. Well, let's move on, though, to uh, some other news to come out of uh, the barbecue at the big house. And I think it's important that we bring this prospect up because I think he probably instantly became a top target. His name is Zach Marshall, and he is a tight end from the state of California who visited this past weekend. He did not have an offer coming into the visit, but after working out for the coaches before the barbecue began, 
on Sunday. He earned an offer from Grant Newsom and the Wolverines. So he is an unranked prospect on the composite as of this recording, but he is a three-star on 24-7's personal rankings. He holds other offers at the moment from mostly schools on the West Coast. So Utah is probably going to be Michigan's biggest competition here. He also has offers from the likes of Cal, Boise State, Arizona, uh, Washington State as well. Uh, He is listed at 6'4", 220 pounds, and I believe that's what he pretty much listed and weighed at when uh, the Michigan coaching staff uh, did so over the weekend. So, Seth, with only one tight end committed uh, in Michigan's 23 class currently from uh, three-star Deacon Tony Elliott, I kind of thought Michigan would uh, just shut it down at the position and move on to the really elite crop of tight ends that are in the 24 class. There are just uh, a couple uh, in the state of Michigan alone in the 24 class. So I'm a little surprised that they're going after a second guy at the tight end position this late into the cycle. But uh, in my mind, if Grant Newsom and Jim Harbaugh like the kid, uh, I, I really have no reason to doubt his talent level, uh, especially since he worked out in front of the coaching staff on Sunday. So uh, just what are your thoughts on uh, them offering Zach Marshall and uh, continuing to go after another tight end in, in this 23 class? Yeah, I think I think one of the most interesting parts of, of Marshall's recruitment is that that Michigan is, you know, according to on three's report is is really the only school that he's um, visited, you know, that uh, during his cycle. So, uh, yeah, the fact that, you know, he came out over the weekend and Michigan was was looking at him, uh, you know, it's one of those things to where, you know, like I said, the, the tight end position, I don't know if it's it's a it's a current need, but if it's someone that they, you know, if Marshall, if they really feel like he, he's the prospect that they, that they want to land, then, um, you know, they like his talent, then, then obviously it, they really might go that direction. Uh, I know I was looking at some, some projections and on three, it, it seems like he's, you know, Michigan is, is a heavy favorite or became a heavy favorite after, after the weekend, uh, even with the, the interesting dynamic of it too, is like you mentioned, like the, the offers from, from the West coast schools and, you know, we'll see, we'll see if he, if he would, if he would want to come over the Midwest and, and, you know, make the, make the travel to, to come to Ann Arbor when, you know, he has so many offers that are mostly from the West coast. Uh, We'll see if staying closer to home will come into play or, or if Michigan will, you know, will pull away there. But, but yeah, just, I don't know. It it was, I guess it didn't catch me off guard because I, you know, I knew that if Michigan liked a tight end in this cycle and, and especially with Grant Newsom, obviously coming out of the staff, somewhat late I mean he's still kind of getting his feet wet in terms of who he likes and who he's reaching out to and and what kind of players he likes so it's it's not too surprising to see them get into the fold you know now uh just with Newsom kind of figuring out you know all the you know all the players that might fit into his system or you know just just in the offense as a whole so so yeah this was an intriguing one coming out of the weekend and uh something to keep an eye on for sure Yeah, cross-referencing what you had said about the on three report going over to 24-7. They had, Bryce Marich had a a report, had interviewed Zach Marshall um, after his visit to Ann Arbor. And and I'll spare all of the details, but there was one quote that really stuck out to me that he said, 
um, since he didn't have an offer going into this weekend. So uh, he said, and I quote from Bryce Marich's article, I was praying for it, it being the offer. So I guess for both of us, it was thought of as, thank you, Jesus. Honestly, that's all I could think. I was starstruck and speechless, so humbled and grateful. I mean, to me, that really seems like Michigan was his top school going into this visit. And now that he's got the offer in hand, it's it probably not even really that close. So I, I could see this one kind of wrapping up pretty soon here. He says that he wants to uh, seal his commitment early in the fall uh, within the next two months. He wants to take uh, an official visit to Michigan this fall. Um, so I don't know, man. I mean, for me, I think he could probably get this one out of the way um, before the fall even really starts. I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if he kind of wrapped this up within the next uh, week or so because it, it just really seems like he's he's very excited, very eager to get his recruitment out of the way. Uh, the one thing that also stuck out to me was that he, he said that uh, Michigan is such an amazing program, but I'm a little nervous about the weather in the winter. I don't, I can't tell if that's sarcasm, Seth, or not. Um, but the fact that he wants to come back in the fall for an official visit um, probably bodes well, considering the weather probably won't be great uh, when and if he comes uh, for a game. But uh, whether it's sarcasm or not, I mean, the fact that Utah is probably the main competition here it's not like Utah is uh, San Diego, California, by any means. It, it's also a, a pretty cold climate once you really get into the uh, the late fall and the winter months as well. So um, what, what are your thoughts on all this, Seth? And then we'll move on to our last few uh, prospects here. Just, it, just my, I guess, my opinion that he could uh, wrap things up rather quickly. Yeah, with the, I mean, with the weather statement it's it depends on whether he comes in september or like say late fall or or early you know november one of those later games like it's 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 very different going to michigan game in september and you know you get 75 degrees and you get tickets two months later and it's 35 and snowing so so yeah that's that can be a uh, quite the difference there in, in the in the weather but yeah I, I agree like barring something unforeseen like if unless you know one of those schools on the west coast really just just you know pop his eye or you know he has contact with with one of the schools over there and, and just really starts to fall in love with them quickly um it, it's going to be i think michigan something that they can wrap up quickly um sooner rather than later in this recruitment you know maybe when he when, when he gets a visit or even before that um you know as the summer you know as we as we wind down you know august the month of august here so so yeah i i agree some barring something unforeseen and you know another school really getting in the mix and and really making a push even at that like it, like you said michigan is his top school um for sure i think right now so uh yeah one to one to keep an eye on and and uh definitely as we get down the road here i think uh could be a commit watch on our hands yeah absolutely i like i said i wouldn't be shocked if it wraps up pretty soon here so uh, certainly one to keep an eye on. Let's move on to the 24 class and, and we'll wrap up the podcast today with this uh, uh, duo uh, at the wide receiver position in the 24 class, two really solid prospects here. Let's talk about Jordan Anderson first. He is a six foot, 165 pounder, also from California. He's from Long Beach, 
He's ranked 176 on the composite, number 27 at his position. He visited uh, Ann Arbor, obviously, this past weekend for the barbecue and and gave some rave reviews. Uh, Had a really good interview with the Michigan Insider. He also worked out uh, in front of the coaching staff, in front of uh, Ron Bellamy and uh, all of those other guys. And, And he pretty much said that he got to spend a bulk of his time uh, with Ron Bellamy, not only doing that workout, but they, you know, they did all the standard stuff, the photo shoot, um, had the barbecue food and, uh, watched some film as well. So it really seemed to resonate with him as did, uh, a fellow, uh, or not a fellow 23 commit, um, but a 23 commit for Michigan. And that is Samaj Morgan at the wide receiver position. He spent, uh, some time with him and, uh, really resonated with him as well. And uh, he said that uh, he will be visiting uh, for a game this fall for the Penn State-Michigan game on October 15th. So um, to get a kid from the West Coast to visit on his own dime uh, in this 24 class, I, I think Michigan really made a big move here uh, as far as, uh, you know, the distance is always huge when it comes to Michigan and California. It's not easy for Michigan to haul in guys from uh, that far away. But when you get a kid super early on to unofficially visit and then to lock in a game day visit uh, in just a couple months here, I I think that really um, uh, speaks volumes as far as his interest in the program. And it it seems very legitimate, Seth. So I I think Michigan made a huge step uh, in the recruitment here uh, for Jordan Anderson. Yeah, I think they definitely made a big leap, and and it's anytime you can you can get a guy to say you know that they're gonna you know they they go to that type of event and then they they commit to a game um, you know October fifteenth against Penn State, which will, should be a good one. Uh, that that's big. Um, you know, Anderson is a he's a good prospect, and like you say, it's hard to it, it might be hard in the end to to lure him from from California, but early in the process, like it's like say it's a it's a good sign to get him out. Uh, to Ann Arbor, it it speaks volumes, obviously, to the event as a whole, uh, in terms of you know what what kind of you know hospitality and kind of a show Michigan put on you know for these guys to visit. And it looks like Anderson, like I said, the time with Ron Bellamy, looks like he really hit it off with with Samaj Morgan and got to spend a good quality time with with those guys. So um, you know, as as his recruitment kind of plays out, it'll you know we'll keep an eye on on what happens there. But Michigan should be excited about you know, the fact that he is, you know, that he's, he's showing some interest and that he's going to, you know, be on campus uh, or for that Penn state game. So really exciting prospect and, and, you know, we'll, we'll keep our eyes on it as it moves forward. But, but uh, yeah, this would be, you know, a, a big get for, for Ron Bellamy, if they can, if they can keep in the mix here and, and uh, you know, kind of keep, keep them on, on keep Anderson on the coaching staff's radar. Yeah, there's so many wide receivers that Michigan's in on early in this 24 class, and he's just one of them. Let's move over to our final prospect, and we're not going to talk about any of the North Carolina guys today, so we're not going to talk about Channing Goodwin. We're not going to talk about Jordan Ship. We've talked about those guys, uh, obviously, with uh, 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 their five-star quarterback slinging them the rock, Jaden Davis. Those guys also all visited for the barbecue this weekend. But let's let's talk about a guy that we I don't believe we've even really talked about on the podcast all that much, if at all. And his name is Imarian Stewart, listed at six one, 
180 pounds. He's from Bolingbrook, Illinois in the 24 class, ranked the 250th overall prospect on the composite. Number 34 athlete, because he does play in the secondary in high school as well. The number five player in the state of Illinois. Um, really solid prospect, I think, here. He, he holds some other offers. That, honestly, the, the offer sheet's a little weak for what I think the talent level is. But he's got Cincinnati. He's got Nebraska, Ole Miss, Oregon, Penn State, Tennessee, Washington. Those are really the big hitters. And then it kind of dips off a little bit. Um, he does have some interest from Notre Dame, does have some interest from Georgia as well, but those two schools have not offered him yet. Now, it seems to me like this report from Sam Webb on the Michigan Insider makes it seem like Michigan has a really, really good shot with Imerian Stewart. Um, reportedly, uh, his brother, Ishawn Stewart, transferred to Eastern Michigan uh, from Oregon State last year. So he's going to be um, uh, heading into his second season uh, in Ypsilanti, which is the city right next door to Ann Arbor. So that can only help. Also, Bolingbrook, Illinois, that uh, city high school that I mentioned he's from, that's also the same place where Tyler McLaurin, the current Michigan linebacker, uh, played and is from as well. So uh, he, he reportedly also has a, a very strong bond with Ron Bellamy, as I'm sure a lot of these wide receiver prospects do, because Bellamy is among Michigan's better recruiters, uh, in my opinion, better uh, relationship builders. So I think this one is uh, going very positively for Michigan as well. And uh, like I said, Seth, I, I think the talent level uh, doesn't quite match up to where the recruiting ranking does at this moment. He, he's a four-star on the composite. 24-7 only has him as a three-star. But uh, at the end of the day, I think he it ends up boosting that ranking up a little bit. I think he's a very solid prospect. And like I said, Michigan's in on a lot of highly regarded wide receivers in this class. So they're not going to land all these guys. Uh, and obviously, they're going after a few five-stars as well. These guys are all a solid four-stars for the most part. But uh, Seth, uh, another prospect I really like, and you know, if Jaden Davis does uh, commit to Michigan at some point, uh, that can only help with guys like a Marion Stewart uh, end up uh, or ending up deciding to potentially uh, go to Michigan uh, for their commitment. I think I think John made the point in his uh, article leading up to the barbecue and who was visiting and and Stewart, um, you know, and and some of the players that have that have ties to Chicago, um, you know, that Michigan's really dipped into and, and Stewart being a player that if they really want to pursue and, and they're interested and, and both parties continue to show interest that it's a player they'll be in the mix on for, for a while, uh, long-term. So, so yeah, I, I think Michigan's strategy here is, you know, whether it's a, their, you know, top strategy. I mean, there's, you know, when you're talking about recruiting, there's many different ways you can, go about um, getting guys, but it seems like with this, you know, receiving recruiting class or what they're trying to, some of the targets they're trying to get is uh, some of these guys are going to obviously, you know, they're going to gain more offers and they're going to gain more traction. And you look at them on film and you're like, Hey, you know, this is, it's a good player. It seems like you should have a few more offers from some bigger schools. Obviously, you know, as, as time goes, goes down the road that that could happen, but Michigan getting in these guys ears early and getting them on campus for, for unofficials, uh, I, I think will, 
will hopefully bode well for them uh, down the road and, and be able to land a, a couple of these guys that, you know, may shoot up in the rankings as, as time goes on. And, and that, that could be the case here uh, with Stewart. So uh, we'll see, like I said, they're in, they're in on a lot of, a lot of prospects here uh, and, and time will tell to see how many receivers they can land in this, you know, in the next cycle. But uh, Stewart's definitely an intriguing prospect and, and a one to keep an eye on uh, as we get going. Yeah, man. I mean, and, and like I said, if Jaden Davis ends his recruitment early and locks in with Michigan, I think that'll only help with, I mean, obviously the two receivers that he's got in North Carolina, but other guys like Imerian Stewart, um, Jordan Anderson. I mean, so many of these other wide receivers, cause they're in on several of these guys in this 24 class and it, it's super early, but I'm really liking how things are going in this 24 class early on. Uh, they've already got a couple commitments. Uh, they're already going after several guys uh, who are, uh, I mean, at the tip at the top of the rankings uh, in, in this 24 class. So I, I'm, I'm really liking where things go. So things could uh, develop very, very quickly if things go well uh, on the recruiting trail for Michigan, but lots to be excited about Seth and uh, definitely a lot more to come with uh, official visits for the 23 class in the fall and uh, other junior prospects also visiting in the fall. Seth, any uh, departing words from you, my friend, before we wrap up the podcast? A lot, a lot, we, we discussed a lot today. Anything you, else you got on your mind? Oh, no, not as far as uh, today goes. I think we've hit, like I said, I think we've hit on, on a lot of things, and it was obviously a good weekend for – for Michigan, um, you know, with the barbecue, I think, I think one thing is, you know, we, we hit on a few weeks ago of, of kind of the, I don't know, I think there's a sense of panic for Michigan fans for a little while. And obviously they were down in the fifties in the recruiting rankings. And now they've, they've kind of ascended to, to 27. I think, I think it is after today with, with the link commit. So um, yeah, I think that it's, it's kind of easing Michigan fans minds that, you know, they're, they're getting some guys and they're, you know, finally some momentum is headed in the right direction. I mean, anytime, you know, it's not, I mean, you'd rather beat them on the field, obviously, but you know, they surpassed Michigan state in the rankings today. So uh, yeah. that's, that's a thing that, that is significant. So I think, you know, as I, I mean, I, I think, I think at the end of the day, Michigan ends up with roughly a top 15 class. I mean, I, I think that'll, I think it'll turn out that way. We'll, Obviously, time will tell, but I think at least that momentum heading in the right the right direction is kind of easing Michigan fans' minds uh, on this in this cycle. Yeah, I think so too, man. Uh, yeah, you're right. They're at 27 right now, and definitely a lot more to go here. They're they're still in for several highly regarded prospects in this 23 class, so there's no way that they'll finish below that. Obviously, they're still going after Nick Harbor. They're going after Javian Toviano, uh, a couple other guys in the top 100 uh, that they're going after. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot to be played out here. And uh, it, it, I, I really do think that I don't know if there'll be a top 15 class. I don't know if I'm that optimistic, but a top 20, I think they can certainly uh, pass the, the 20th uh, threshold there. But, yeah, it's certainly not out of the realm of possibility that they end up around 15. I, I think it was a little uh, a little sketch at one point when they were in the 50s. I, I think myself included, I was like, man, they, they got to get some momentum going here. And now they're finally starting to do that. So 
You really hope that they can continue that uh, into the month of August and through the official visit season and until uh, the December signing period. Obviously, they started the month of August off on the highest of notes by getting a surprise commitment from Evan Link. Um, obviously, you want a little bit more through the month of August, but hopefully, and maybe there will be, uh, but uh, that is yet to be seen. But uh, positive momentum going into the season. And then perhaps following up your Big Ten championship winning season uh, with another successful season, uh, that could also move the needle with a lot of these guys in the 23 class and beyond. So we'll certainly see how that goes. But that is all the time we got today, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. Seth, where are you at on the Twitter sphere? Barry underscore Seth 14. Follow Maze and Brew on Twitter. Just type in Maze and Brew, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Five-star reviews on all of our podcasts would certainly be greatly appreciated. And use that promo code that we've been blasting at you guys over the last few weeks for Manscaped. And that's MNB20. You will get 20% off your entire order over at Manscaped.com. If you need new grooming supplies, go right over there. Use that promo code MNB20 at checkout. Many thanks to Manscaped for sponsoring Maze and Brew Podcasts. You can catch Seth and I on the next edition of Future Brew coming up next week. But until then, stay safe out there, and as always, go blue.